Welcome back to episode 71 of the Blockrunner podcast. Here is where we discuss the latest developments in cryptocurrency while we make this new technology relatable to you. You can watch this podcast on our YouTube channel to follow along with our discussion. As always, I'm your host, William, talking with your co-host, Iman, and joining us today is a developer behind MetaZone, known in the metaverse as Corv. Here are some of the topics we discussed today. First up, Builder and SDK scenes can now merge with new and existing metas. Next, Ethermon partners with MetaZone to release digital pets. Then, WonderZone tests out Meteorite mining game. And finally, creators generated 1.4 million mana using MetaZone. All right, let's listen in. What's up, boys? Do you run mega crunch time right now? Because of me. <laughs> I don't want to explain why, but you just am. Yeah, and today, of course, joining us is the magnificent Corv- Corvinius Meridius. Decimus. Right. I'm here. I'm back, guys. He's alive. <laughs> back out from the trenches, creating some su- stuff for for the for the crew. Yeah, 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 and man. Community. So Fuck yeah, dude. I think the last time we were together was several months ago, dude. <laughs> I mean, all three of us together. I mean, literally, all last time I remember, we're like we. It had to be like near launch. Like all I remember is like when we were grinding hardcore. Yeah, that's true. And like staying up all night. Yeah, we like. No, we pulled. definitely got together after that. But after the launch. But that yeah. was like, you know. I think time is just like a blur since then. Is what I'm saying. <laughs> like, yeah. It's been what like three or four months. So it, it, it's about time we like gathered and recapped. And the coronavirus kind of fucked up a lot of things for us too. Yeah, yeah, for sure. Not yeah. just us. It's everybody. A lot of people. But it's also helped us stay at so. home and like. Build and focus. focus. Yeah, it's true. You're probably right. Yeah, it's, yeah, I guess so. Because I mean, definitely, you, you were going out less. You were going out less. <laughs> yeah, definitely. I mean, staying up super sure. duper late, eight, nine, ten, eleven a.m. <laughs> yeah, that's dude. That's when you go to sleep is nine a.m. Yeah, and then you guys clock in and, and take over all the support while I'm sleeping. But how come, dude? Do you do you function better at night, like your brain? I think I think <laughs> everybody doesn't contact me. I like even the community. Uh-huh. At least some people, you know, different time zones. But most of everybody, uh, like, don't doesn't contact me. Like family and uh-huh. friends, girlfriend. Like, yeah. So I'm all by myself. So I get the most done. And and uh, what, as a developer, once you start building something. If you stop, then you have to like remember where you yeah. were and all that. So, so instead of task sw- switching, you want to kind of complete, yeah. like, like, like fully complete yeah. what you're working on. I like get in a zone. Yeah. yeah, yeah. You get into the zone and, and you just want to knock it out completely. You, you've seen that Facebook movie, right? Social Network. Yeah, that's the, literally the only exposure I've had to like developers before I met like Oscar. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I've never like yeah like I I get it. I get the culture. I get the whole. Well, in there, there's this line where he says he's wired in. Exactly. And yeah. it's the same shit. Like if you're a gamer, I do the oh, same yeah, yeah. thing. Yeah. yeah, you're in the I'm zone. Just, I'm wired into like something yeah. completely non-productive, though. Yeah. That's the difference. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah, but the thing is, he's right. If you're task switching to yeah. like switch your brain to a new task, takes yeah. so much time and it's so easy to get distracted. You start like getting into YouTube and all that <sighs> stuff. Yeah. And, and it's hard to start on that task because... Like you're just switching your your mind on that new task, and it's just just difficult. Um, so yeah, I mean it's it's been a while since we were together. A lot has happened. Yeah, the launch, um, talking about COVID, and then all the recent Black Lives Matter stuff. Like everything has been just running together. 
Yeah, and, and we're actually not uh, not sure if everybody knows, but we're in Houston, Texas, yeah. which is the home where the guy grew up. Yeah, yeah, George Floyd. Mm-hmm. Yeah, so he grew up here, and then I think recently moved to Minneapolis, and uh, obviously we all know what happened there. Yeah, surprisingly, it was kind of tame over here. Not, t- I mean, there was like a couple of days where like there's like a lot of uh, you know, yeah. craziness going on, but nothing like in New York or L.A. or Minneapolis or whatever. Yeah, so, th- which there is was good. there was some looting here, but it wasn't nothing compared to yeah. New York or L.A. And it's a lot because of our mayor's like kind of like backing the protesters. Like, what do you mean? He, isn't he like a supporter of you know yeah. everybody's pointing out that you know so, something's not right with uh. Well, and then on top of that, Texas is a big gun state, and so you're, you're less likely to do shenanigans when... Yeah, a lot of more business. Like, yeah. the guys in California had to, like, fend off looters with, like, sticks yeah. and, like, right. brooms and shit and, like, golf clubs. And, like, dude, yeah. you do that here in Texas, man. You, it's, yeah. it's, you're playing Russian roulette trying yeah. to do that shit exactly. to, like, small business owners, you know? Yeah, it's true. It reminds me back to my days where I was a small business owner, dude. I was strapped, <laughs> strapped to the to the freaking brims, dude. Yeah, I, I was ready for that street conflict, but those days are over, thankfully. <laughs> <laughs> now we're I'm digital. Gonna, yeah, exactly. I'm transitioning slowly into the virtual world, which I very much enjoy. Right, the right. metaverse is treating us well. Yeah, yeah, dude, it's a good escape, man. Like, like we're talking about like some real world shit. That's like, dude, it's pretty fucked up. Yeah, like, yeah. And on Monday is, is the funeral, yeah. and uh, they're expecting a lot of people to be going to Houston to like to attend. Yeah. So it should be a little bit more crazy on Monday and Tuesday, something like that. Yeah. So you're right. It's definitely been good for us, like what we're doing as far as like all this Decentraland development and stuff, because it keeps our mind occupied off of all the negative stuff that's going on in the world, you know? Yeah. Like, focus yeah. on something cool and innovative and new. and Yeah, and that's know. what we're, we're trying to do for everybody. Like, True. Uh, We're not the that, only ones doing this. Yeah, give that <laughs> capability to creators and and the uh, the players to, to yeah, do we, stuff. We could talk about that, man, because like it wasn't long ago where like we were literally like not shouting, but like our main focus on this podcast was like, man, we're trying to convey that message that we need creators. Yeah, yeah. Remember those days? We're That's like, true. man. Well, we still need creators. True. We but, still do. But we've definitely noticed like. A, cr- a nice onboarding of like some really talented creators. You know? Absolutely, yeah. And the and the more creators that we get, it's like more more work for me because uh, <laughs> I have to review all these submissions. Definitely. So it's so that, talk it's about the great. review process. Like, what what are you doing exactly? So whenever somebody submits, hopefully they have the source code attached. So sometimes it's not uh, linked uh, a, a part of the form that they they submit. They're allowed to like not not have that in. So sometimes it's not there. But when, once it is there. Um, hopefully they've invited MetaZone account, uh, GitHub account, mm-hmm. so I can uh, take a look at it to make sure that that it's that it actually runs uh, on the platform and can be deployed. Like that deployment capability is the main thing that uh, that I'm looking for. Like making sure that mm. like our platform that it is set up to deploy off of our platform. So, so, so you're talking about like manipulating their code in order to make yeah, it work with the system? Yeah, basically, just and, and the, it's all it's all in the documentation. So, if you set it up correctly, ideally, later on we implement some features where it automatically you know tests all these things that I'm manually testing. Mm-hmm. And if it doesn't, and if it fails, it just it just fails. It, it notifies mm-hmm. you what the error was, mm-hmm. and you have to like update it yourself instead of me updating it. Mm-hmm. Um, so, and then some people don't want me messing with their code anyways. So, that that hands off uh, testing is going to be a, a feature later on. 
Is it kind of yeah. like a, like a benchmark test almost? Like uh, a little almost bit. Almost like when you're installing like a new video game, it, like you got to test your system requirements first, right? In order to like see yeah. if you're compatible. Yeah. Whether yeah. or not you should even buy this game. Like, man, I'm not even able to handle it. It's kind of like the same thing, right? Yeah, that's a good word for it, compatibility. Yeah. If it's not compatible with MetaZone, then, you know, it gets denied. And then, you know, it gives you the information to, to update it. But let's be clear. This isn't like a subjective thing. Like a lot of people. Yeah. Not a lot of people. Some people suggest that, like, you know, there's some kind of, like, some centralization of decision-making. What what gets. Yeah. Well, it's like, like if we decide what goes up and what goes, exactly. what doesn't go up. It's, it's not that case. There's no subjective determinization going on here. It's all what you're saying is, like, objective stuff. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. You're there's just standards. You're just modifying it so it can be deployed. Okay. Yeah. That's, so it's compatible. That's the right word is a standard. Yeah. Right. You, you follow this template for a standard. And make sure your code is following that standard. And if, if so, then you can deploy, you can use a remote, you can exactly. yeah. do everything, all, all the quality of life stuff that we've already built with True. everything. I guess the other big thing is making it compatible with uh, the MZ remote so people can, because landowners mm-hmm. expect it to be customizable at least so you can move it and rotate it and scale it, uh, yeah. sometimes scale it. So, yeah. so it, if it doesn't have that, then that's kind of, uh, uh, I get, we, once, once it's automated, you probably could deploy it without that capability, but... You're going to be rated down, like uh, down voting, uh, once we have like star system for yeah. creators, creators creations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because people are expecting that type of, dude. Because that feature is huge, man. Yeah, that's like some of the best feedback we've received is how important that remote is, man. It's like, yeah, I got some cool <laughs> update ideas. Yeah, I wish we could pull some stuff up right now. So one of the quality but, of life uh, that's been requested is when somebody submits a meta that. There's metadata that is given to our system that says how many polygons there is, how many materials there is. And then that way people have in their minds like, oh, if I get these, you know, six or seven metas, I'll be able to deploy all of them because it's within the limits. Yeah. Is that possible? It's to do it automatic. I don't like, I guess DCL does it in some format automatically. So we might, we would have to request an update to to the central end to like provide that. Okay in the code um, to be retrieved somehow. Otherwise, uh, in the review process, we can we can probably add that in. Like, we, we run Yeah, but it's more manual. Yeah, it's manual. Right now, I mean, no matter what, it's going to be manual because it's not so provided could by you, Central End. Could you, when you upload, there's like, um, like a checklist, uh, line item stuff that people fill in. It's like, oh, this, this meta has roughly 2,000 polys. And I want a hundred mints, and I want this price, and I want this, and and that, and then once that submits, then you don't really have to do anything else, right? Yeah, but like you know, that's that's what the review process would have to police, anyways. Like, is your poly count correct, or is it not oh, correct? Yeah. So, so but later on, I'm sure we can get that automated somehow, because because okay. it's displayed on the screen whenever you're running the preview on your local computer. So yeah, so it's there somewhere. Yeah, I noticed a preview works for certain metas and it doesn't for others. Like today oh. I was recording a, a pack runner video and the preview was like a little jacked, you know? Oh, yeah. yeah I don't know why. Those those preview links are, we mm. call them preview links, uh, but I think they're called something else. Because uh, mm. those are, it's, that's exported um, SDK code. So, okay. so that's, and that export, we can actually, I was going to talk to you guys and, and, like we could actually run a mini version of the of 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 that exported code mm-hmm. on our system, so so you oh, could so like within MetaZone you can have a window yeah 
Okay. That runs. Just, just kind of like the what the preview for Decentraland has. Yeah. Like you've seen it where it, That's what it I was gives talking you about. like a isometric view of the of the oh. place. Yeah, the builder. Of the, of the, yeah, basically. Builder preview. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, this w- we could we just use theirs, their existing one uh, of this export and and run it on our system and as long as DC is it possible if to get if you get to that point where you have this like MetaZone preview screen to like you know start messing around with your inventory in that preview and start manipulating it before you actually deploy anything to kind of like get like a I think this would be a preview for the meta itself so there's really not much to manipulate because it's not not yours yet but mm. uh, if you're talking about the zone zone preview. Um, I, I think it's I think everybody's loving the MZ remote, yeah. Where you can modify it in world and it's see, true. see it in world. And like the other thing we could do is synchronize that. Like right now, when you activate the remote edit mode, um, it's not synchronized with anybody else. But we could that could be another big update. One of one of the big updates that's on our that I want to throw onto the roadmap is for the MZ remote is like uh like a click and drag. <laughs> so mm. so it'll be a lot easier to. Clicking what exactly? <laughs> so you go to the meta that you want. It shows the MZ box, uh, and you that's click right. on the box, and that's when it when it. Oh, instead of like actually manually putting the left and right and up and down, you just yeah. put shit. And it's gonna the, it'll show up <laughs> on that axis like a plane. Uh, yeah. Like, okay. Like a grid plane. Yeah. And you can drag along that along that plane uh, anywhere. Oh, and then damn. you you switch the the mode, or the axis. What is it called? Is it mode? Yeah, I think it is mode. Yeah, it's mode. And then it, so it would flip to the to the Y plane, and then you so can the, just drag it. Yeah, and then it would flip to the Z plane. You know, whatever, yeah, whatever. Yeah, that yeah, is. Yeah. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah. So anything to like erase tediousness, right? Like it just makes the experience so much better. Yeah. I mean, that just brings me flashbacks to like The Sims. You know, that's that's how their game oh, yeah. existed. You know. Yeah. That's you definitely. weren't sitting there like. You know, clicking yeah. left and right yeah. to like position your. Yeah. I mean, they weren't called metas back then, but you could think of them as metas. It, it's yeah. kind. It's kind of like TV remotes today. I mean, originally you would have to True. go w- up to this to the screen to go to to the TV to go change the channel, and then you had a remote where you press buttons. <laughs> but now they have like wands, like remotes. Oh yeah. Yeah, yeah, like the one we have downstairs. Yeah, right? where it's yeah. like a point pointing system, yeah. and uh, and it it does the input that way. Right. Yeah. Inevitably, like this is gonna fit in well like if we get to the point where it's it's like a VR platform right like this sounds even yeah. cooler where you could like you know use your Oculus whatever the fuck yeah, your yeah. wand and start moving things around right yeah definitely I don't that's, see why that can't be a that's definitely the future yeah imagine <laughs> yeah, well, building we'll you know you have all your metas and you're you're building your entire scene in VR in f- yeah I mean that's that'd be that's the coolest some, thing that's some yeah I can't even imagine that dude yeah, I mean, I, I would, I, yeah, I wouldn't even imagine we'd be doing this right now four or five months ago. But who the fuck, <laughs> you know, like the future is weird, man. It <laughs> so is. You just can't True. predict anything. Really? You, you know, you know, touching on that subject uh, just a little bit is, you know, we didn't predict any of this stuff. We uh, we started the podcast, yeah, and we we're like, let's just see where this goes. And then Oscar listened to the podcast, and you know, now we're here. That's right. Like, if we keep going, we we can't really know where things are going to go. Mm. And so the point is to start something. Yeah, well, and do it. And like we, it's it's not that we didn't know. It's it's we we prepared for our assumption. Yeah, yeah. We we speculated that it was going to, in specific specifically MetaZone. We speculated that it was going to work because we figured that we'd aligned the landowners and the developers. Yeah. Um, yeah, tech- we 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 couldn't know that it was going to work though. Yeah, and, and technicals wise, like we realized that deploying and 
and the creation process is not as easy as as everybody would would expect. Mm-hmm. So so we so, you know I, I I had to you know align those expectations to what what we have in Metazone and mm-hmm. uh, make it easier for for landowners to deploy content and and now we got a content store uh, where where they can go browse and you know install whatever they want and and then now they can move it around. We mm-hmm. we used to be the ones that moved it around for them. I remember those days. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> those were tough days. Those, those, were, those days were like a couple of days ago. <laughs> exactly. You know, I, it, basically, like someone like me who's never seen code before. You know, I remember you talking about that. Like you're like, dude, just hold on, man. Like you're not gonna be doing this for long. Like eventually, this is gonna be like a way more seamless like yeah. thing to do. Like to you know move metas around. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Back in those days, you had to like input the actual fucking coordinates. And shit, yeah, dude. yeah, tough. yeah. And, and then you and had to like go in there and make sure everything was right. Yeah, true. Oof. It's trial and error for sure. Yeah. yeah, and major props to to Lastrum. He, yeah. he right. fucking designed that MZ remote and killed it. And uh, and now where it's 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 a uh, flourishing. It's, like it's it's a staple of MetaZone now. That's yeah. right. And it all came from that that first roundtable we did. You remember that? Yeah. yeah. Oh yeah, that that was the first roundtable. Yeah. Yeah. Crazy. Lastrum and Frankie and us three were just just. Chilling on the, the podcast realm, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and then you and Lashner just got into like a straight shop talk. Yeah, yeah. and then that's where the Metazone remote was born, basically. Yeah, it's definitely pretty cool. I kind I kind of need that that backup again with uh, reviewing all these submissions that are coming in. I think right now there's like six in the pipeline just waiting. What, some of them are like days old. Uh, they've yeah. been waiting, and some of them because they they need more like they need more more love. Like they, you need to basically update a lot more things to get it working with the remote mm-hmm. since uh, it's a more it like one of them is a game and uh Ooh. this game is is uh, got a lot of details in it so so all those details need to rotate along with the you know whatever the remote demands that's true that's so, true you're talking about the chess game uh no uh, the maze game oh the maze game that's right yeah maze of love yeah is that was called it really? more love so yeah. okay so it takes a little bit longer to get that like compatible with with the with the platform at least it, you could deploy it but then you can't move it so that's that's why it's not deployable just yet yeah and that's the thing man like we have so much left to do but yeah you're, you're just one man dude yeah definitely <laughs> we got to have these talks you know as far as like how to scale this thing you know cuz now the the demand is there we got people literally like you know, there's like a push now before it was like it felt like it was like an experimental phase like you're saying we didn't know this shit was going to work but it seems like all signs are pointing towards like this is working mm-hmm. so like now like our operations know, yeah like things are shifting as far as like how we progress you know yeah speaking of like la- even last night there's or i guess to me it was last night because <laughs> that's when i was sleeping <laughs> yeah <laughs> but it was a it was like after 11 a.m that oh, the shit. discussion began about uh, yeah. what was it about the oh so people wanted oh, yeah. to uh, upload a scene into MetaZone so that they can merge an existing scene with mm-hmm. Metas, mm-hmm. and uh, so we were having the conversation between you know I mean we've talked about it before, mm-hmm. but uh, some of the community members like Kryptonaut and Ambrose were talking about how even uh, sugar club they wanted to merge metas oh, yeah. with with the scene and so that discussion took off again and uh i think kryptonaut was the one who kind of started like the ball rolling on like hey this is what it it might look like and then uh, as soon as you um woke up from the slumber <laughs> you're like no guys this is how you do it and uh, i guess that's that's where you're going to that's what that's where we already, already implemented yeah so after that, like, got to work on that that feature. Like, if you if you have a product, uh, a software product 
for and you have customers clients you know relying on your product you you basically build what they request mm-hmm. you don't build the things that you think you know people are going to need you build the things that people are are demanding are asking for yeah so so yeah i got to uh i've been working on that for a while but i haven't released it because it wasn't you know it wasn't up to par but Apparently, you know, people are demanding it more and more. So, so kind of definitely it. catapulted that like yeah. Up, yeah. up the priority list because that's what we've been telling people. Yeah, and yeah, it, like because we, we right. have some serious pressing things to figure out. You yeah. know, so we thought those were like you know priority one, two, and three. And then this was like a little down. The yeah, list. this is like a little ember. That yeah, kind of started <laughs> and then it was like into a fire. Exactly. It was like we got to put this out. Yeah. So, so I got uh, and there's a lot of implications to allowing scene code to coexist with metas um nothing nothing too too drastically like to think about but one of the things is if there's a game and create other creations can mm. mess with that game because co- like collision boxes uh in in another meta or scene code can 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 uh like affect the game mm. yeah so with uh with this new functionality where people can upload a scene into metazone and then merge with existing metas there's unintended consequences and one of them may be is like you you create a scene in builder or whatever it is and uh, you start merging it with you know the block runner of the game and you deploy it and then you forget about it now all of a sudden people are scoring six or seven thousand jumps just because all they're doing is like hovering above the block runner game after yeah. starting it. Yeah, because mm-hmm. you left a tree like in the middle of the game. Yeah. And yeah. what do you do? You just climb up that tree and just like yeah. let yeah, the walls just, pass? Yeah, you just yeah. let the walls pass. Yeah, I, I could see that. Yeah. <laughs> I could see somebody doing that. For yeah, sure. and, it, and, it, and it could be intentional, but yeah, most of the time it'll probably be accidental. It'll be so. accidental. And you can do that right now. You can like put a, a meta inside of the it's games true. right now. So. So one of the so I delayed releasing that uh, to mitigate that coming up a lot, but um and then one of the, the one of the ways that we can resolve it is just don't allow metas to go inside of metas, uh if you activate that mm-hmm. uh, that option in as a creator, so for the games I would activate you know no 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 merging metas inside of each other yeah and uh, you know you the the MZ remote would not allow you know that uh that to exist so. yeah yeah. But, you know, it seems like, you know, releasing that today is not as... It's not as pressing. Not until, like, it turns into a fire. Then we yeah. got to address it. Yeah. So we'll, we'll get that out to everybody. Uh, it, it's the MVP version, so you'll have to send us the code, and then we'll we'll implement it. And then, But, but yeah, your your scene will show up with your metas. And then I'll, we'll make another update, uh, another phase of that feature, where you just add it into a, a GitHub repo. And uh, you know, put that in your zone settings, and you're you're good to go. It's it's already you deploy it, and it'll be there. So, is this the scene that uh, Ambrose was trying to combine? Like, does this does it ring a bell or anything? I mean, I, I haven't seen it because I I finished the feature, but I didn't hit him up directly. So, okay, so I didn't get to it yet. Yeah, because he was he tweeted about it around eight p.m. and so it. Cool. It if it, it figures that it was around the time that you were finished and and everything. So it looks like sugar cubes. It is. It is sugar cubes. Oh, so he did that without the scene code. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's kind of what we were expecting people to do. Like you don't. You there's plenty of cool metas that you can make cool. Yeah. Scenes oh, with. I see. Okay. So then these are just two metas combined together. It's yeah. not his actual scene. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Because I don't think that cubes. You know, it's all one yeah. color. And these are like oh, mul- I see multiple colors. So okay, but 
if you just tell them, like, you can do that with sugar cubes, it's like, oh, I didn't know that. Yeah. Maybe the case. Yeah. Because it like, looks cool. Yeah. Like, I get it. Like, uh, the reason why people request this so much is because, I, I don't know, I guess, like, flexibility, right? And uh, not everybody wants oh, to. Oh, yeah. Yes. That? Speaking of flexibility, uh, with the scene deployment capability, you can't use uh it doesn't work with the MZ remote. So, mm. like, whatever you deploy, yeah, that's you're, true. you're kind of stuck with it until you update it. So, that that's, I mean, that's pretty much where MetaZone's value is. Like, you, you get these creations. Not only do you get the value that the creator put into them, but you get the MetaZone platform on top of that that, that allows all these... Uh, the ability to manipulate. Yeah. So, that means that if you have your own scene, you upload it to MetaZone, you merge it with, with a bunch of metas, you deploy it, and that tree or that chair or that table from your original scene is is stuck there. So what you would have to do is go back to the builder, go back to the SDK, whatever you got, wherever you got that scene, and you would have to move it mm-hmm. from from your scene, you know, in the SDK. A little a little bit blind because you won't see your metas. Yeah, you won't see your metas. You you you're just kind of moving stuff blindly in in that scenario, and then you have to export it and then upload it. And then deploy again with all the metas, and then you know, yeah, that's the process. Rinse and repeat if you wanted your own custom scene code. Yeah, but it's there. No, and, it'll but, be there. And there's no way to mitigate that, right? That's that is no as flexible as it's gonna get. Uh, we, uh, maybe later, like later, later, we can have these like steps to to make it compatible with the MZ remote. Yeah, but it doesn't. Uh, it's it, it would later. Be, yeah, it'd later. be crazy to. Be able to manipulate like all the stuff that people are doing with the SDK and yeah. on their own. Yeah, just for manipulations compatibility. Yeah. Yeah. So, do you guys expect like um, just speculating here? Uh, after we've recognized, and not just us, the communities recognize the value in this remote. Do you expect like a Decentraland's next builder, uh, release to have one of these like their own version of it incorporated? What, what's re- what's like an enrolled? Because I, I, I the problem is like. Why? Why do we have to speculate? Like it's it's ridiculous that details like that are not available. Like are, are not known. Yeah, like they they should be. If they're gonna do an in game remote, then they should be talking about it. Yeah. Yeah, but that's not their style, dude. They, no, it's not. <laughs> they kind of just drop bombs on us like <laughs> unexpectedly, dude. Yeah, you know. That's true. For that precise reason, like if yeah, they, but that's the very thing that we're talking about is that they should be public about it. Yeah, yeah it, it's 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 only because if people like ha- see the need for something in, in the community, like in the central land community, and they start working on it, that's a lot of hours that they're pouring into this this uh, this this improvement that they think the community needs. Mm-hmm. And if all of a sudden this bomb is dropped, that oh that that update that the central land did, you know, resolves that that uh, that issue, then you know it's it's a disservice to to these creators because it's a, it's a creator that's going to be resolving that issue, not mm-hmm. not anybody else. And and creators are, are expensive. Like and, and ultimately, an in-game um, like move tool is not better than the builder's own third-person perspective view of the entire scene. It's true. It's not better. So there's for them and their perspective, there's there's no incentive to build an in-game remote. Well, maybe just to be more competitive with something like crypto voxels, you know, that's kind of like their main selling point, you know, it's all in world voxel building and Editor. stuff. Yeah. yeah. I just, that's like, 
you know, ease of use, like ease of creation for like these, you know, non-dev See, types. I, I would argue that that's, that's part of the community's responsibility yeah. is to build those tools. Oh, I 100% agree. You yeah. Know? Uh, and, and like, and we, we've, we've uh, learned our lesson. We can't expect Decentraland to do everything. Otherwise, we'd be waiting here for like the perfect Decentraland mm-hmm. and nothing would get built ever. Yeah. yeah. So basically, we just adapt to what, what exists. What what exists today. Right. And prepare for the things that we hear about tomorrow. So yeah. For for their releases in the future. Yeah. So so let's summarize what what just happened. Now you can upload your existing scene and merge it with Metas. That's it. Yep. Pretty much. And uh, so right now it's the minimum viable product. So you're gonna have to send us your code. And then we'll manipulate it and upload it for you. Very, very little. It's, there's more manipulation with the metas because you have to com- make it more compatible with more stuff. Oh, uh, sure. But sure. with the scene code, I think the only thing you'll have to do is like perhaps change the file locations uh, of stuff. So if you have images, then you change the location. Mm-hmm. Um, so if we can, we, we tell you how to do it, or you do it, or we'll do it for you. Like either way. Mm-hmm. And Kay. then and then it'll be. So this is this is live right now. So if you're watching this yeah. video, that means that you can take an existing scene and upload it to your MetaZone account. And yeah, landowners, I don't know, if you have some stuff that do, you want to Do you want to talk about that process? Like, is it submission through the MetaZone website or is it no, it, DM or what? Yeah, yeah. just talk to us and uh, and basically you'll, you'll send us the code. I, and then I guess I can tell you how to format it. Uh, it just won't do it automatically. So you'll you'll send it in a GitHub repo, mm. and I'll tell you how to format it, and then we'll make some documentation in re- in that regards. That way, Cryptonaut can like update that that thing that he helped the dude with. Uh, yeah, yeah, and Ambrose, Ambrose, and uh, and then he can he can he can be the guy that you talk to to like get your GitHub repo prepared for for Metazone. Okay, mm. okay. So then, what's the ideal quality of life for something like this? Does that mean that in their account they'll have like a section for your own scene? Yep. And then you click on that, and then you just and then there's like a, a file link, a copy and paste GitHub link. Uh, that'll be later, later. Um, but that's a good point. But what's the ideal? So right now it's just a landowner will go to their land zone settings and paste in the GitHub okay. repo link, just like a, a a creator today. Okay, gotcha. So that means that once they paste that link, then, you're, then they're done. They're done. Yeah. Nice. You click. They click deploy, and uh, and then it's it's there on their land. Combined, the Very merging nice. process in the deployment server begins. Fuck yeah, dude. Yeah, we definitely got to get the word out there. Uh, you know, we'll we'll throw out some blasts and stuff at all y'all, so everyone's aware. Yeah. That, like this is like a. Yeah. This is a real feature now. The you fire know? is out. It's it's gone, and yeah. we'll see what happens after that. Because now, like free creations can intertwine right. and mix with uh, paid meta cr- by creators. Yeah, right, free yeah. creations, builder creations, mm-hmm. all um, all the builder stuff. Anything, anything can be merged, and it'll it'll be a lot more work. Well, not a lot, but the landowner it will be the one that to, to figure out you know how much content you know can be deployed with with their. It's true. With their parcel, with their estate. Yeah. Each parcel has their limitation, so mm-hmm. you can't do it. But everything. We'll, we'll help as much as possible, like giving more and more tools. Okay. So uh, that was one of the topics. Um, that's a big topic. It is. Um, an even bigger topic is Ethermon. 
Oh, oh yeah. So this is the first time we actually get to talk about it on the podcast. Yeah, we've uh, been like hinting it for like, about a month now. Yeah, at least a month. If you didn't pick up on like Will's massive spills, <laughs> <laughs> like comparing it to like Pokemon and yeah, stuff. Yeah, you know? that's right. But that's true. It's pretty cool, man. Yeah, it's really exciting, actually. I guess you want to recap like the whole because you guys are deeply involved in this. You want to recap like the the whole origin to yeah, like where we are today. We're working deeply with them to get it all compatible with, with MetaZone and then assisting in in deeper formats as well with, with visuals and... Uh, like, like the game design code. too. Yeah, game design. And yeah, because that, that's, that's the most important thing that people need to understand that that the design is like is almost the most important thing, of course, but in the sense of monetization. Like mm-hmm. if, if you build yeah. a creation... And your monetization like scheme is 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 flawed, uh, just because everything's like the, these days we're just testing. People are just testing anything, uh, and seeing what sticks. Yeah. But um, but we have a lot of information as to like what potentially could stick and what for sure will work. You know, and, and financially, we we do have ideas of things that won't work. Yeah. And uh, so if you need help on monetizing a game or creation. You know, just let us know. Yeah. I mean, we'll we'll at least give some input, and then it's up to you to decide what you want to do. Yeah. Um, and so part of our, our, our help with Ethermon is the game design in the sense is that there's a open world out there with landowners who own physical, the, the digital land, mm-hmm. and they need the incentive to deploy something. Mm-hmm. And so for as far as Ethermon goes, the... We help them design a a garden that helps produce food, so they can sell that food to players who want to take care of their ethermon. And so these this sort of game design isn't as obvious as to to people out there on when on designing a game that is aligned with landowners. Mm-hmm. Um, and so the the interesting thing about ethermon is that. The, the first meta that we have is for landowners. The second meta is going to be for, well, technically it's for landowners, but it's it's for onboarding players. Yeah. And that meta is going to be an egg nest. Yeah. And that egg nest allows players who don't own land, right, random people on the internet can go into Decentraland, buy an Ethermon from landowners, mm-hmm. and start taking care of their Ethermon. Yeah, and, it, and it's it's basically like Ethermon, Ethermon, partnering with every single landowner exactly so so it's a partnership with <coughs> with everybody that every landowner that purchases a, a meta nft that that gives them the capability to sell food on their land or or the ethermon on their land you know this is this is unprecedented like, yes capabilities this, yeah. it's, it's it's a new business model for gaming i think yeah, yeah exactly because uh, the way i think of it is like okay we know what games are successful and like it's a major industry but we've never like had a game where like it's chopped into literally like potentially thousands of pieces and That's like right. distributed to That's right. individual owners. That's right. Yeah. You know, at the same time abiding by like SEC regulations <laughs> and shit like that. You know, yeah. this is a a total gray area, totally new, man. Like yeah. it's it's awesome. So each landowner is its own little business. They they yeah. literally have their own garden. Mm-hmm. They sell eggs. Yeah. Right to to players, and it's their business. If you don't. If you don't shill your land, nobody's going to go to your land, and therefore you're not going to make any revenue. That's true. And, and so it is. You own a business in Decentraland when you're deploying Ethermon or when you're deploying Block Runner or Warp yeah. Jumper, all those. Yeah. 
It's, like, it's like, a business. Like, there's 100 gardens, right? And that doesn't mean, like, everyone who has a garden is going to be the same experience. Like, it could be a landowner who is very creative with how they deploy these gardens. They could, because there's going to be, like, a cool-down time between, like, yeah. the mining, or not mining, the farming of these crops. So, what does that mean? It means there's going to be a lot of idle just standing around, right? So, like, right. you as a landowner, you want to create, like, an, a, a more enjoyable like experience like yeah. outside of just these garden bids you deploy some games you deploy some a, a club who the fuck knows some yeah. kind of social gathering joint yeah so that people could do shit yeah. in between like some these jams some videos whatever yeah yeah, yeah videos yeah, videos yeah that'd be yeah. simple yeah just you could come <laughs> grow your crops because it's gonna be a grind man that's the whole point man yeah you were grinding the other day for that the new, meteors the new yeah. creation and yeah. in between the like the actual yeah. gameplay. What were you doing? You're just running around. When you were waiting for meteors. Well, okay. I, I, for, for the intent of that video, I, I was just running around because I knew I'm going to have to like <laughs> make this video semi like okay. If, if it was just me just standing around waiting for meteors, like you'd do something ass. else. Yeah, yeah <laughs> I, I would probably just be all tabbing or something yeah. like yeah. watching YouTube and then I'd like hear like, <laughs> like, all right, time <laughs> to go back to the game right. and like start mining again. Yeah. You know, but yeah. the whole idea is like, Create that incentive to like not alt tab. You want to yeah. stay, and that's engaged. the landowner's job. Exactly. Yeah, that's, that's completely right. the landowner's job. Ethermon is basically giving up. You know, like, like we're not going to do that for you. You as the landowner are going to do that yeah. For, yeah. for our players, and exactly. we both get to share in that revenue. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's right. And then MetaZone allows you to like these, you know, these landowners and and creators to come together. And that's why, you know, the, that we get a cut as well. So, mm -hmm. Yeah, I mean, and every every single meta is going to require some maintenance. Um, just recently, Decentraland just updated something with the UI, with the head, heads-up oh, display. Yeah. I heard about that. And it just, like, broke a lot of people's, you know, heads-up display. Yeah, even the core of games. Yeah, even, even our, our, your games. So, yeah. um, you know, those things require a human being to update. And so there needs to be like a flow of income to help support that. Yeah. So I mean that's otherwise it is, what it is. Otherwise it stays broken forever. It stays broken, right? And then it's like, why do you keep that on your land if it's if it's not operating? Yeah. So. So yeah, we're we're in a brand new territory, like I man saying, in terms of like monetization, game design, all that stuff. Yeah, and the whole blockchain element, it like um, this the meteor thing as. I mean, we talked about this on the podcast. Our, we had a, a concept called imbued.io mm -hmm. yeah. <laughs> like a few months back. Like we kind of recognized like there's there's like a proof of work layer on in the metaverse that I, back then it seemed like nobody was really talking about. Yeah. You know, everyone was just kind of like, you know, throwing up static buildings and shit. And like it's like throwing shit on social media. It's like, come on, let's party. Yeah, Which yeah. is cool. But there's like a, there's when NFTs traditionally are just like minted out of nothingness you yeah know, just like an artist or something or like a trading card game right they create the art they post it on OpenSea, and people just speculate and they buy the shit out of it and that's it yeah that's how they're generated but now like in the metaverse there's an actual potential where you, there's like human workflow involved in like obtaining these things you right know, something like ethermon just that meteor game spending the time to go out there and like you know mine and harvest these minerals that's not there's value in that. Yes, there is. Human time is probably the most valuable Hell resource yeah. on the planet. Totally agree. You know, and I've heard stories like, uh, what's it called? Axie Infinity. They're kind of like leading the charge as far as like 
getting people into that grind mode mm -hmm. to acquire these like digital assets that have, but see the, the, the key is to like make these grindable digital assets valuable. Right. So you kind of either create like a really good game, gameplay mechanic outside of it in order to incentivize people to want to actually, you know, spend the time to gather these resources, mm. just like any other game. Yeah. So for sure. If you're playing WoW, there's literally like pr professions in there. Yeah. Like you could acquire professions. You, you roam the world you find a mineral and you tap it and you mine it. Right. And then you can sell it on the open market for gold. Yeah. That's exactly what's happening here. Yeah. And we've been talking about it and all of a sudden all these proof of work wearables are going to sprout. That's another debate, dude. Just people hate this idea. Yeah. Some people. Yeah. For, Some people think I, wearables should literally just be like. Like minted and like that's it. It's put like, on the market. It's, they're just like fashion products. Yeah. Meaning like a designer who is approved by some kind of like oligarchy of. Yeah. fashionistas <laughs> or something yeah like they just determine like all right this this guy has like a good br brand or something i don't yeah. know i don't know what the qualifications so, are oscar you probably missed that there was like i don't know like a six seven hour debate in the centralized discord in oh. general yeah. on wearables anytime somebody says the word wearables dude it goes freaking hammy yeah, yeah it goes to war yeah <laughs> people go to war for some reason it's like we knew that wearables is going to be an open market a free market yeah, it was inevitable, and just like just like building into Centraland is a free market, we designed MetaZone for a free market, mm -hmm. right? Mm -hmm. And uh, if if you're not preparing for a free market in the wearables, you know, z arena, then you're yeah. just you're just gonna be left behind. Yeah, you're prepared to fail. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's it's literally that simple, and the mechanisms that DapCraft and the Meteor um, experience. It's it's a proof of work. You work for your wearables. Therefore, exactly. wearables are going to be worth more than a wearable that's just minted out of thin air. Yeah, yeah. Well, at least the super rare ones will be because like plus, yeah, because they'll be hard to mine, hard to yeah, just hard to, to acquire. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And plus, they look cool. So. Yeah, they do. <laughs> exactly. I definitely want one. Yeah. With the dabcraft stuff. Yeah, the 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 wearables. Yeah, they look really cool. I I agree. I I love dabcraft's like cyberpunk style. Yeah. You know Same. that's totally like. My jazz. Yeah. <laughs> but that doesn't mean, like, there's going to be so many different styles, man. Yeah. You know, and, and it doesn't have to look cool to be desirable. It I could agree. Be, it it could, could be just hard to obtain. Yeah. yeah. That's it. That's all that's needed. Uh, just a regular t-shirt that says Block Runner, where you have to get 10,000 jumps, 5,000 orb jumpers, um, you know, 2,000 pack runner orbs. You know, something that's like if we objectively have, difficult, yeah. and it just says Block Runner t-shirt, that will be worth you know, a lot of mana. Yeah, like for sure, Red Knight just would have that right oh, now. Oh, for sure. He'd yeah. be the guy. Yeah. He'd be the guy with the, the rarest The only shit guy, in, yeah. Because he's really the only like real gamer like actually yeah, grinding. just nuking every every game, yeah. <laughs> every uh, competition out there, you know? Yeah, yeah and, and the like, even us with uh, Corona Zombies, we're considering oh, like, for sure. like, yeah. a, a, yeah, dude, dude, like a proof of work model. MMORPG version of yeah, zombies. Where you're uh consist like a persistent experience where you the guns that you buy like are the guns, you know, are basic could be NFTs like. Yeah, and then those guns in this MMORPG experience that you earn can be used in the Corona Zombies, you know, uh deathmatch or yeah. you know, like endless shooter. Yeah, or PVP. Can you imagine? Or PVP, yeah. Can you imagine that. Exactly, man. The future. I mean, and these are all like or even like a like a co-op experience. Yeah. Too. yeah I mean, that, that'll be fun. That'll definitely be 
you know. The, yeah, like the I get it. Plan. I get it. Like the people who are like super against this concept are like, you know, the people who are the, the early investors in these wearables. Because like I said, these these ideologies weren't being like talked about back then. It was all just like yeah, but the NFT realm it, was. It should have been obvious, though. It should have been obvious because it's not sustainable. I, I don't think a lot of people just aren't gamers, man. I think you have to be like a gamer to understand like how valuable that the grind really is. Possibly, maybe yeah, I don't know. Possibly, I'm just I'm guessing here. Yeah, <laughs> it's. But uh, I guess we'll see, man. I don't know, but like it, it's it it solves multiple issues. Like, well, I don't think this is an issue, but it, it adds like a new value proposition to the wearables in general, which is like. Who wouldn't like that? Like, there's and just ut- potential utility. You were just describing uh, guns. I don't know if they'd like be required case. as a. Was that would that be identified as a wearable? I don't know. Oh well, no. In th- in this case, it would be an NFT. Okay. That yeah. that you could use in two different games. In, okay. In this particular example. Yeah. Well, there's some utility then to that NFT, meaning like there's some gameplay implications there. But if you want to include wearables, you could take any wearable that exists. And attach some gameplay some kind mechanic. of attribute. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Some kind of stat like move. It, move. it increases your HP bar in yeah. Corona Zombie. So if you get hit, if you're wearing this badass gear, you know you can take more hits. Yeah, exactly. Dude, this is fucking regular gaming shit, man. This yeah. isn't anything new. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> but it's true. But it's now just, it's just like assets. Right? Exactly. Yeah, true assets. Yeah, with, with uh, added value in diff- every every creation that that uh utilizes those nfts mm-hmm. yeah it's it's it increases the value of that yeah that wearable yeah you could take object, you could NFT. take a, a a very common wearable and attach an immense amount of value to it thereby increasing its value exactly that's what i'm saying these new value props that's gonna that's not gonna bring down the wearables market that's gonna expand it yes so now yeah. it's no longer like i said rolled of fashionistas it's there's going to be fashionistas just because there's like utility being introduced to the market and like, you know, proof of work wearables. There's still going to be like those Josies in the world who have like this yeah. awesome yeah, branding yeah. potential. They're going to just gonna show up and they're going to rip the market to shreds with like their, yeah. you know, their reputation. They're going to sell out. Yeah, for sure. Like these garbage baby cards or whatever the fuck they're called. <laughs> they're just yeah. like 30 Cabbage, cabbage patch. Cabbage, garbage pail kids. I oh, think? garbage pail kids. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> That's what I'm saying. Because yeah. I think the speculation is because it's like a big company called Tops. Yeah. It's like a Tops, It's a card company. Tops. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. So they released a blockchain product. Now everyone's going ham buying these things, you know? Right, right. All it is is branding. It's reputation, man. Yeah, for sure. And it's up to you as a, as a free enterprise, you know, yeah. entrepreneur to create that value for your products you know exactly yeah definitely that's what it's all about yeah shit <laughs> that's all i had to say about yeah that. i mean i mean we've been talking about this since forever i yeah, mean definitely. it's it was it was coming we knew it was coming and and now we're starting to see like the actual traction like like the rubber meet the road in terms of people realizing that it's coming yeah like dude I, i'm gonna grind the fuck out of that meteor game once it's like out yeah. You know what I'm saying? There you yeah, go. for sure. Like, me as a gamer, like, that's what I want. I want shit like that. And yeah. I know I'm not the only one who thinks like this. Like, a lot of people are going to do that. I mean, it's not the most exciting gameplay, dude. You're literally just running around hitting shit. Mm-hmm. But the idea is I'm, I'm, I'm trading my time for something valuable, you know? Yep. Yeah. Whether I want to flip those minerals in the open market to somebody who doesn't have the time, you know, somebody like a, like a Clark Kent type. He's a freaking lawyer, dude. I'm pretty sure he's like, busy 24 7 he'd rather spend the money because he's probably banking yeah. hardcore because yeah, he's a fucking sure. lawyer yeah <laughs> you'd probably rather spend the money and like buy shit off the market that like some pleb like me could like spend yeah. hours <laughs> of a day like just grinding you know yeah what I mean? that's true that's that's 
that's an economy right there. Yes. That's what I'm talking about. Yeah, no, I totally agree. Um, and in that game, your pickaxe degrades, and you have to pay ten mana to fix it, or x x amount of mana. That's true. That's so, a clever mechanic for them to like, yeah. you know, get people to buy more wonder tokens. Yeah, because it. I mean, come on, man. These aren't cash grabs. These guys need to fund their fucking yeah. development. Like I hear yeah. that word get thrown out, like cash grab, cash grab. Like this isn't like world yeah. of socialism where anyone like, who's no UBI out, here. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> anyone who throws out cash grab, they don't understand how much work it takes to build a game. Yeah, a basic, yeah. simple game takes a ton of work. Yeah, yeah, definitely. I agree. And so it just that's what it, it, it is. What it is. Like, what what are you gonna do? Yeah, and at the end of the day, if these things are successful, and then it, there is like a legitimate economy forming, it's gonna attract more developers. Like, shit, I want some of that. Yeah. Some of that action. I want to create a game on this platform because this other guy is like hella raking it in. Yeah. Yep. You know, this is how it works, man. Like, I don't know. So, um, so we have uh, the, the experience with Meteor. We got Dapcraft on MetaZone. Um, so Ethermon, like, like we talked about earlier, we had the Egg Nest um, going to be, I, I guess, releasing more information soon. The Ethermon meta, Garden Meta is going to be released on the week of June 15th. And yep. so if you have a Garden Meta, you can deploy it and start playing with your Cobras. Uh, what else? The biggest thing is uh, the, big, uh, the big old number. Oh, that's right. Oh, okay. yeah. So uh, I think leading up for the last week or so, we were talking about that we almost, we're, we're almost at 2 million in revenue. Uh, 2 million mana. Mana. Specifically, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Clarify that way. Yeah. <laughs> two million mana. Two million mana, and so um, as of today, June fifth, we're at two million one hundred and what is it, thirty five? No, one hundred fifty four thousand. So, so, so what does that if, mean? If we had a bottle here, we'd, we'd pop oh, yeah. it basically, right? <laughs> uh, yeah. So, so what does that mean? What, what, what is? What's the big deal about two million one hundred fifty four thousand? Well, like we were saying in the beginning, it's like, again, it's like proof of concept. Like, it's working. Yeah, That's right. what I'm saying. Like, our, our, our uh, I mean, everything's shifting as far as, like, now we have, like, some serious obligations, you know? Yeah. To, like, maintain this and scale this and make sure the creators are happy. And that's what Oscar just did today. He yeah. literally took the feedback from the creators, like you know, and implemented yeah. it. Yeah, and just like that. Yeah, yeah. And if <laughs> and if we weren't able to like work full time on these uh, on this capability, then yeah, exactly. You know, all the, all this would all that two million would go away, like just yeah. because like if somebody's not there to make these updates, make these improvements, like make the the lives better for creators and landowners and players. That's then right. Then everybody's just sitting around waiting for DCL to do everything. So, True. So, so, so I agree with with both statements. Uh, I think the biggest thing is roughly a little bit over 1.4 million has gone to creators. Oh yeah, yeah, definitely. So then let's let's walk through this this uh, thought experiment. Okay. Right. 1.4 million is given to creators. What do you think creators are going to do with 1.4 million mana? Uh, I I know some creators are buying more land, but. You're just gonna create more. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, keep so, who would it? So okay, keep so creating. if the, if they yeah. keep creating, wh what does that mean? Does will they bring in more people? Uh, I know for a fact they're bringing in like like landowners are waking up. You know, right? I yeah. I'm seeing it. Like in, you know, people are like, oh shit, I've been holding on to this land for a couple of years, and like, what is this metazone thing everyone's talking about now? Yeah, and then you kind of like talk to them a little bit, and we're seeing it, man, on the activity feed. Like, oh shit, let me go buy a house. Right. Oh, let me go deck it out with some NFT displays. I have NFTs just chilling in my wallet. Yeah. <laughs> now yeah. I want to use them. <laughs> right. You know. 
it's just for 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 one right now. I'm seeing landowners like finally seeing some some reason to you know yeah go to, into decentraland to even deploy anything on their land. Yeah, exactly. Because for the most part, decentraland has been a bunch of speculators of landholders. Right, that's yeah. it. They're just holding land, speculating on it, and then flipping it, and that's that's the economy. Yeah, they're just waiting for someone else to come around and you know create that value so that their you know speculative value goes up. Right. Right. So. I mean, yeah, the like, yeah, the easier we make it for, the easier everybody makes it for creators to create like deep, like valuable content. That's why we're so big on the SDK. Like originally, if yeah. if you can't make deep, like in, like like uh, experiences that that enhance that entice players to like come in, then uh, then why would the value of the land go up? Yeah, so, exactly. So it what? Like we should be supporting everybody that's doing something to, to create, uh, to allow creators to to you know build amazing experiences for for everybody. Mm-hmm. Uh, because ultimately, if you got land, then then your your land value is going to go up. Yeah. No matter what, like if, as long as these creators keep creating, then yeah, it, the the value of mana itself goes up. Yeah, and the the way that I see our progression is, I think we've done a really good job aligning the incentives between two groups, the developers and the landowners. And I think I think and, Ethermon and, and they're really creators, because I can tell you for sure that not every creator is a developer. So, so yeah, yeah, that's true. So yeah, I, I would say creators, not not just developers. Um, but so we've aligned those two groups. And, you know, in, in, in our presentation in the uh, conference that we did, we keep talking about this trilemma. Mm. And that trilemma also includes aligning with the players. Mm-hmm. And so I think with Ethermon, that is the one meta that actually brings in the full circle in terms of, like, sustainment. Yeah. And once players can start purchasing Ethermon and taking care of their Ethermon into Decentraland, we've officially... Uh, done the full circle on the creators, the landowners, and now the players. What, what happens is like the Bermuda Triangle, and yeah, we're gonna we're gonna, then we're, we're gonna join we're gonna go into join forces and like universe and yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, ultimately, what that means is that uh, we're gonna have th- there's gonna be a bigger volume of players. There's gonna be more players than there are landowners, right? You would expect that in an open world, yeah, uh, because the scarce re- the scarce asset is the land. Mm-hmm. Right. And then, of course, we have metas on top of that. But the scarce asset is the land and we have a, a larger volume of players, you know, experiencing stuff on on that land. Yeah. And so one of those things will be, you know, Ethermon. And so that's that's kind of how I see, you know, our progression. If if we're able to accomplish that and, and actually show like huge traction, huge numbers with this, then we're going to see a lot more Ethermon type experiences into Decentraland. Yeah, yeah. ultimately more players. And I think that Bermuda Triangle teleportation or whatever yeah. universe that we're going to go into is like just more valuable mana, more more people yeah. like getting into Decentraland, more it's exactly what everybody's been wanting like from the beginning. Yeah, I mean, Ether- now with- Ethermon is going to be Pokemon Go into Decentraland. Mm. Yeah. That's a good way to put it. Yeah. yeah. I didn't True. even think about that. And so if that happens, I mean, dude... Just think about Pokemon on on the blockchain. Like these things are going to be extremely valuable. And on top of that, the gameplay yeah. aspect is you're going to like this. Is that 
when you're taking care of your Cobras, you're going to be gaining experience as a player, and your Cobras is going to be gaining experience. What do you mean by taking care of it? Like feeding it and, and all that stuff. Are there any other, like, uh, maybe in the... You, not it, in, the in the future, there's going to be other functionality, like, other it activities. Goes, it goes to sleep, so you have to keep its energy, you know, high to, yeah. to do other stuff. Okay, so in the beginning, it's literally just keeping it happy, essentially. And Basically. Also, it doesn't die. It doesn't... It, it's... It doesn't die. Um, yeah, it can't die. <laughs> you yeah, can't just like can't lose die. your Ethermon. That yeah. Be, yeah. yeah, NFT. Yeah. yeah. It <laughs> it's like, burnt. oh, you fucked up, dude. It's like, <laughs> fucking Ethermon's gone, dude. Yeah. Should have fed it some more. That would be kind of cool, though, but yeah. that's a little ruthless. <laughs> yeah, it is. <laughs> but I, and, and maybe they'll implement that in like maybe. in hardcore mode or something. Yeah. You know what? That'd probably like, people would probably like that because, yeah, if, yeah. If, if inactive Ethermon owners, your NFTs are getting burnt. I mean, yeah. the value is think, going up. Think about the role players. Yeah. Like, they'll consider that like seriously, and that'll be the most valuable Ethermon out there. The ones that yeah. can be burned. <laughs> you know? I don't, gee, I don't see why not, man. It, it's yeah. kinda, well, it's like a, a battle arena. Like, can your Ethermon die Like, if you lose? That's that, it. Yeah, that would be a, a good gambling, like, dude, uh, that would. battle. Pink zone. slips, dude. <laughs> yeah, like, 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 what's that fucking movie? Like, yeah, uh, Fast and Furious? Yeah, dude. It's like, I'll, I'll battle you for my NFT slip. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> to the death. Dude, yeah. imagine, you, you could actually do that with a smart contract, is that when you go to battle, you are staking your NFTs. Yeah, man. The winner takes all. Yeah. Dude. This is, and this isn't even gambling. No, it's not. This is like straight up like, like gameplay. This is, this is a game. Yeah, dude. This is like that's big dick energy right there, dude. <laughs> if you're gonna like go out there and start battling, imagine the reputation you could earn just by like dude. knocking people out and like seriously, you yeah. have like a fucking uh, uh, kill counter. It's like I've killed this many Ethermon. Dude, <laughs> you get like a title. Yeah, it's like a freaking Slayer. Yeah. That, that, okay. Yeah, we're going be, way yeah. too down the rabbit hole, but yeah, but but all these capabilities are possible. Possible. Yeah, yeah it's, it's up possible. To these creators to you know. Make that happen, and that's that's what's so important. Like, yeah, these metas sold very well, so there's some funding now to like expand these possibilities yeah. and make them a reality. Speaking you know? of funding, like while we're setting up the podcast that we haven't done in like forever in person, like we we definitely need to upgrade our hardware here now. Yeah, we're, we're, you're looking at so the last Corp's, Corp's computer. We have the same year computer, so these both <laughs> computers are seven years old. Yeah, damn, and I don't even have one, dude. Mine fucking <laughs> broke. Decentral and fried my RAM or something. I don't know. Yeah, too hardcore for me. <laughs> yeah, so we gotta next upgrade t- our Hopefully, rigs. the next time we get together, like we got a whole bunch of new stuff, and we can get some more cameras, so we can get some nice angles of of these beautiful. Well, we faces. need to fix this ISIS background for sure. <laughs> oh, yeah. This that black too. backdrop. I mean, it's kind of depressing, dude. <laughs> it's like so colorless. Even though I love the color black, dude. I like. I always wear black T-shirts. Yeah, I'm not right now, but usually do. But dude, we need some something, man. Like, like what? NFT art and shit back there, dude. Yeah, oh, that okay. shit's expensive, man. Like it those is. Josie prints, they're like going for thousands of dollars or some yeah. shit like that. Maybe some lesser known artists, they still put out some fire content. I mean, yeah, we, I would, I would I mean, think so. We could like request, hey, do you want us to help you sell your, your art? Yeah. Send us, send us your art, and yeah. we'll display it. Yeah, yeah. Why not? <laughs> yeah, why not? I mean, we got to figure out how to print but, it. Yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> That's what yeah. I was about to say. These, these are just digital. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. How do we get like a uh, I physical don't know. copies? And there, there's maybe like we can get like an Ethermon plush doll the, back like there or something. I don't green know. Green yeah. screen capability because we can make digital stuff really easily. Green way. screen? Oh, I feel like that's yeah, kind of corny. It, dude. it is. It doesn't is. work for podcasts. <laughs> I mean, I mean it, it, it does. does. It's just I don't know. Yeah, I, I, I'd, I'd rather have like a clean background and yeah, with some cool shit back there though. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Of course, of course. Yeah, something nice for the eye to look at while we're talking. 
Up yeah, so we'll, we'll think about that. That's on the roadmap, too. Yeah. <laughs> the freaking podcast backdrop. Yeah, so... So, yeah, big thing here is, you know, all the mana that's going to the creators. Creators are going to generate more stuff. More stuff brings more players and landowners. And, and uh, you know, we have a self-reinforcing economy here. And, you know, the the game that's the, the prototype to Decentraland was Second Life. Mm. And that had a billion-dollar economy at, at one point. Yeah. And I think even last year, they generated like $65 million for for all the creators within Second Life. Mm-hmm. $65 million is a lot of money, USD. Dude, I only spent like th- 30, 45 minutes in there. I was roaming around with Maddie and Frankie, dude. We were just like Did it exploring. look like $65 million economy in there? I mean, I, I could see because literally it's like freaking ads everywhere, dude. As oh, far yeah? as the eye can see, there's like, you know, f- images of like, you know, sexy avatars and shit like yeah. that. And like just... Just shit all over the place. That's what I would expect. Yeah, because that's how the economy works. Yeah, I mean, yeah, you go outside, you know, everyone's, every, everything again, everyone's trying to sell each other shit. Yeah, that's right. That's the way. That's where money comes from. Yeah. Speaking of sh- uh, sugar from Sugar Club, he uh, he's working on a, a new advertisement. You know, single, oh really? Single wall advertisement. Okay. Really? Yeah. So that means you you have to connect it to the ad platform, right? Yeah. Yeah. It's gonna be hooked okay. up. Yeah. I'll do that, dude. That's something that we should talk about too. The ad platform. Yeah. So basically, at the Omni board, there's a new Omni board, and then the Sugar Club ad. Yeah, and then Block Runner, and then Block Runner all the games. So they're all connected to this ad platform that allows anybody to click on the image, and then that image will open up a new page, and then you can and then upload upload an image and pay for that image for X amount of days, and then now you're advertising to Centraland. Mm. Like that functionality is such such a big deal yeah that it's it'll be huge when there's a huge volume in decentraland because there's going to be an incentive like for example if you if you have a popular plot of land with ethermine and there's like a ton of people always showing up because they're looking for you know to to catch the next ethermine or you know for food then that's a good advertising place people are going to come there advertise and the yeah. landowner is going to make more money yeah like i said if, if can you confirm something for me? Like, uh, is it one hundred percent certain? Like, the more garden beds you own, the faster the rate of growth is for these. Uh, uh, so is it confirmed or no? That is, it that is confirmed now. It is. <laughs> uh, so is that not supposed to go? <laughs> I well, thought we've publicly talked about this many of times, dude. Yeah, we're calling, or that, we speculated about it at least. We're calling that, that and we, we're exploring it. Metazone oh, okay. actually, yeah. I, I mean, it's it's a thing like. Uh, Metazone has to make an update for that to be capable, but now any creator can can know how many of other of their same creations exist. So so now Ethermon has this capability of that's right of like adding cap- like uh, new Im- new features with that capability. So yeah. so one of the things that they were considering is is stacking where where you can put uh, a garden bed in, uh, or multiple garden beds in one estate or plot of land, and it will enhance the the experience for that landowner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's important because there's an incentive to purchase more garden beds, but uh, it 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 creates a, a more attractive um, plot of land for yeah. a player to go to because exactly. food generates faster. Yeah, that's so. that's so that falls in line with what you were just talking about. If you're trying to like you know generate traffic as much as possible so you can like utilize these ad platforms right yeah it's one way to do it yes absolutely like a no-brainer way to do it and, and so i think some yeah. people 
I, don't, I mean, we've seen cases where like one dude bought like five or ten of these yeah. garden beds. Yeah, yep. either they're couple, speculating. A couple of dudes bought ten, yeah. tens of e- these. Yeah, either they're speculating and they're just like waiting to flip these on the open market at some point, or they're literally planning on like you they're know going mass ham. producing these fucking yeah. <laughs> these Ethermon goodies, dude. Yeah, and cool. just well, like this is like a full-on video game. So there's going to be a period of time where there's a lot of stuff that's going to have to go through a balancing phase. Yes, true. And so the times to generate food are going to change. The uh, the amount of stacking capability, right? Maybe it's three, maybe it's five, maybe it's ten. We don't know. Um, so there's going to be a period where, you know, this is going to be an experience where a lot of people are going to contribute to the development of this game just by playing. Mm. Yeah, and we, like, I mean, if you if you think about it, what did we just say? That that Ethermon came to us to dis- to distribute their creations, and uh, and now they... they they got added capabilities implemented into into their into their like deployment process. So now what they really wanted to do is now possible, you know, via our platform. So we we want other creators to come, you know, come talk to us and, and see all those things that you you want to be possible, you know, is instantly you know can yeah. happen. And they they get to focus on their creation instead of this whole like deployment process and working with landowners and mm-hmm. you know trying to attract landowners to 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 deploy their stuff so that that wonder what is it yeah wonder zone wonder, yeah yeah they could they, i mean we could talk to them and and uh, help them out basically how do you how do you deploy this like meteor crashing yeah imagine capability? yeah imagine if you've deployed this um uh wonder zone on your parcel and every now and then, random meteor strikes happen on your parcel. Mm-hmm. And so it, it creates this explore mechanic for players to go to every Wonder Zone deployed meta and go see if a meteor has, you know, struck that yeah. land. And then you're exploring Decentraland at that point. Exactly. Yeah, and, and for the creators of, of those types of games, landowners don't touch your code. So you don't have to give your code to landowners to like deploy it on their zone, like their their part of their their parcel, their plot of land, their estate. Like like MetaZone handles that for for you. So yeah. so it's it's a very quick process to to get your one piece of code onto our platform, and now you're instantly can reach yeah, eight hey, many landowners. That that's a good point. Um, can you can you update MetaZone to show how many individual one by one parcels are connected to MetaZone? Because right now we have over 110, I believe, 110 um, hosts. But if you go look at each of the hosts, some have 15 parcels. Yeah, true. Um, there's a, a district connected to MetaZone. Um, and so if we could just start, you know, in our weekly updates on, like, our progress, we can say 110 hosts, you know, 5,000 parcels connected, uh, 32 creators, and 600 metas sold or whatever. Yeah. You know, so. Yeah, that'll be a good number to, to because keep track of, too. we interviewed Sugar Club, and he was saying, like, I really don't know how big MetaZone's market is. And so it's it's big enough to generate almost 2.2 million mana, but how many hosts is that? How many landowners is that? You know, how many yeah. parcels is that? Yeah. You know, so. We we know some numbers, we just don't know everything. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, another interesting number is like deployed metas versus not deployed. And that's a number important for creators. Like not like you don't 
like like what Sugar said, like how 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 do I expect you know how ma- how many metas you know will I sell? Well, s- some of these metas aren't even be gonna be deployed, and people are gonna like support you and buy your creation and like flip it later. Like yeah, so so it's it's you know it's another capability that that creators can take advantage of. And so the number of not deployed metas, so the percentage was like thirty percent or something like that. Yeah, yeah. I, it, I thought it was going to be bigger, but you guys yeah. you know, were more correct than I was. That there's Yeah, most of them have deployed. Yeah. The only ones that haven't have been the Ethermon. Yeah. Uh, For the most part. Probably, yeah. That's probably correct. Yeah. So I figured it was going to be around 30%. Mm. So, good guess, yeah. dude. Yes. I think I said 40. Yeah, I said yeah. 50. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um. So, yeah, I think I think that covers, you know, all our updates. Uh, yeah, you think so? Yeah, I mean, it's been an hour and eight minutes. <laughs> that was like some rapid recoup, or like. Uh, well, I mean, you have an important uh, activity to take care of. So oh, okay. Always, oh, yeah, let's cut it off then. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're running through everything pretty solid. Yeah, so let's just run through. Um, so we talked about Ethermon. We talked about the big MetaZone update where you can merge existing scenes with Metas, and then we talked about our revenue. Um, June 15th, uh, the week of June 15th, you'll be able to deploy the Ethermon meta. And then soon after that, we'll start showcasing the egg nest and the Ethermon that's going to be involved with that. Um, we're looking into like figuring out, you know, how to compensate other uh, people that can back us up. So, yeah, so we need help. We need help reviewing metas. And so if you have some time, I mean, time is the most important asset because I mean, Dude, literally, I wake up in the morning and I'm on MetaZone, Discord, like pretty much all day. Yeah. Totally. Yep. Yeah. So, so anyway, it, it, time that's, is that's the biggest the, asset. Yeah, that's what I was talking about. Like, it's it's getting to that point, man. Like, yeah. yeah. How do you scale this thing? You know. Yeah. So, yeah. so basically, and it's, if anybody's it's wondering, a, another big thing that uh, I, I think you guys have mentioned before, like NFTs for MetaZone. Oh yeah. Yeah. Just another quick update that yeah, we're we are finishing up the last details of the platform and then we'll be implementing NFTs. So would you uh, agree with this statement in the sense that we are we are implementing payments in the architecture that smart contracts are going to be executed? Yeah, yeah, and we had to like make updates to those details because we want to enable uh what was it called the uh for affiliates. Oh, affiliates, yeah. So as we go in the weeks, we had a a vision of how payments would work. And then people get exposed to MetaZone. They'd be like, hey, you know what? You should you should do affiliates because I want to I have a YouTube channel and I want to do this and that. It's like that's something that we didn't think about until, you know, people were getting exposed to this stuff. Mm-hmm. So that's the thing that we're kind of battling is that the more people get exposed to this, the, the more ideas that they have and expectations that they have. Yep. Mm-hmm. And as you know, as soon as you deploy a smart contract, it's deployed and there's very little you could do um, in, in many cases. And we don't want to restrict ourselves to um, deploying a smart contract when we're only three months into this experiment. Yeah, true. So it, it's, it's, a, it's a balancing battle for us because we want to you know, continue making strides we also don't want to take a wrong stride that hinders us. And so that's that's kind of what we're dealing with. 
Yeah, so we're we're working on some big up la- the last few big updates, and we'll be diving into the world of, of NFTs and and getting these smart can- contracts up and running. You know, so and but the main thing is like understanding what everybody wants. So affiliates is something that a lot of people want. So we're we have to make these uh, improvements to the platform to to prepare the 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 system for it and also get the NFT smart contracts you know mm-hmm. uh, updated. Yeah. So yeah, that's another thing we don't want to mess up. This is uh, I, I don't know of another example where we have an open platform where with user generated content that's going to be NFTs. Uh, all, all the ones that we've seen have been sort of like closed platforms, uh, a restricted user-generated environment. Such as what? Like Sandbox. Oh. Like Voxel Builds. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And the, so all those are NFTs, but it's within a limited design architecture. It's a limited sandbox, if you will. Yeah. And, and a, a PNG, a picture, oh, is I see, also yeah. limited. I see what you're saying. Just, right. Yeah. Pixels. But yeah, Met- MetaZone allows you to create like... Pretty much anything. Yeah. Yeah, but that's why these NFTs aren't so simple, right? Because there's uh, some business elements to it where, you know, there's yeah. multiple parties involved Yes, in the uh, operations, essentially. Yes, that's right. You know? yeah. yeah, I mean, think about it. If, um, if Block Runner, the game, needed to be updated, um, let's say 10 years from now, and that NFT didn't have some mechanism to always fund that creator to continue updating yeah. and there's no incentive for the creator to update it. And therefore that NFT is valueless mm-hmm. because it's broken. Yeah. So there, there's so many things that go into like thinking about all this stuff that is, it's not easy just to go and, and just deploy NFTs. It's yeah, much it, more complicated. Yeah. No, and to add to that, it's like uh, an artist that creates a visual picture and an image. There's no need for them to update it. Yeah. But for a game, there is some need to update it. Oh yeah, right? totally. Especially with an evolving metaverse like Decentraland, it's it's a it's a it's a yeah, requirement, ever changing. Yeah, absolutely. So so yeah, that that covers everything. Um, yeah. So please, good recap. Good recap for yeah. sure. Yeah, please follow us at the Block Runner and also at Metazone IO mm-hmm. on Twitter, and. Um, yeah, we appreciate your guys' support and everything that you're doing in Discord and oh YouTube. Yeah, finish that. And then well, we got one more thing we need to talk about is our uh, June 18th event that we – a land giveaway. Oh, that's right. Nice. June yeah. 18th. Okay. I mean, we're pretty Damn. much like halfway there. Already. Yeah. We're, okay. Actually, we're like almost there. Yeah. We're like a week away. Yeah. So we got to kind of figure out amongst ourselves. Oh, yeah. So we're going to need your help into uh, random randomly – Choosing one of the winners of Red Nitrous? <laughs> Basically, <laughs> I, I, I haven't inputted the names in the hat yet. Yeah, yeah. But I'm pretty certain it's going to be like... Like 90, 90% Red Nitrous. Maybe even 100. Who knows, dude? Yeah. He's definitely grinding at it. He's making sure. Like, you know. Yeah. But my hat's off to him. Is, I mean, you know, we still have an event regardless. So we got to do something. Either, I mean, either oh, you're talking broadcast. about a live broadcast. Okay, yeah. Yeah, something. Yeah, yeah we can do that. Yeah. So so you'll, we'll need your help into like randomly generating a winner yeah. for, for that. Getting acquiring the da- the data for that. And and make it as simple as like a click of a button like set the parameters like oh, okay. winners of the dailies for the last 30 days for four games. Hit randomize and then boom, red nitrous. 
There we go. <laughs> there we go. I mean, he, he sees the value of the land, so that's why he's putting in the yeah, work. Yeah, so. absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, like we've been, we've been having these weekly giveaways, essentially, uh, to whoever scores the best at that featured game for that week. Kind of like as an experiment, you know, like the, the first month of our pop mechanics works pretty well, but there's definitely been like a taper off of like interest in that. Yeah. Well, maybe it could be contributed to the, the what, what do you call it? The, because it starts the, at zero, uh, the daily, daily active. Oh, oh, the dead, um, cold start. There you go. Cold start. Maybe it's that. Maybe people just aren't that interested in mana. So we now we're testing like wearables. Now we got wearables at stake. Again, yeah. not so much traction yet. Yeah. So maybe I don't know. We're we're kind of experimenting ourselves as far as like how to figure out, you know, what what the player base is actually interested in. Is there even a player base like potentially? Mm. I don't know. Maybe they're only interested in new wearables. Who knows? And uh, persistent experiences is like uh, an, that too. And it's kind of like how did the video game industry evolve? Like first there were arcade games, and mm-hmm. and then there were like uh, games that you could take home and and mm-hmm. and, and play them, <coughs> and then games that you could save the data so mm-hmm. you can cons- like persistently progress. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that's kind of the thing that's that's happening in Decentraland. So <coughs> slow, but the the new the new play the new kid on the block is like NFTs. So exactly, that's right. That's right. If, uh, if creators can involve NFTs into their creations, then it's a more you know, solid experience. Yeah, and the following the month, world. we're, we're going to have a different, um, I guess, test. We're going to see if the daily um, mana wins for each game. You know, what happens if it starts at 20? So like a like a UBI for... Yeah. For, uh, yeah, if you grind, you at least get 20 mana, if not more, if more people play. Mm. So right? the minimum, so like... Daily win? Yeah. Daily pot mechanic is going to start at 20 instead of zero. Yeah, there you go. So if you play and, and you're the only player, you at least double your money. Yeah. I, I would like to toss around the idea of, you know, the players who play the, the Corv games, they get tickets uh, oh, yeah. for every entry. And mm-hmm. so far, like, the tickets initially were, like, your entry into, like, a monthly pool. But like we just talked about, there really isn't an existent monthly pool. Tournament. Mm-hmm. Yeah, because, you know, the DAU is just not there. Mm-hmm. So maybe like something like this Dapcraft thing is something yeah. we could potentially utilize. Oh, as for far sure. Like, and 100%. And I think I've mentioned like we could even do like you trade in your tickets for for exchange it for NFTs. So And they could be our NFTs. They can be NFTs that are on the market. True. Yeah, like, that's uh, that was your idea of a while back. Yeah. It's like trading your It's NFT like reputation tickets. essentially. Yeah, exactly. So we'd be like our own, like we'll be like a Dapcraft. Well, I mean, maybe he's setting up the infrastructure for that in the sense that, like, I don't know how he onboards, like, recipe creators. Do you guys See, understand that yet? I, w- I want to encourage Dabcraft to be the place where people craft their own recipes. Yeah. Like, the Block Runner, MetaZone, go yeah. and craft your own recipe. We'll have there. our own line of wearables yes. that we go to craft them to the Dabcraft platform. Yes. But we create the, the the necessary ingredients, and in our case, it'd probably be like a combination of gameplay and just like like achievements, a, achievements and like tickets. You know? Yes, because these tickets are have value. You know, yeah, literally, yeah. and you spend and, money for them. And yeah. Dabcraft's incentive in this is collecting all the API calls from all the different game developers with, throughout the Central Land, so that they, it, so we make it. Let's say we have a a we want to make a wearable extremely extremely hard to get. You have to get 10,000 jumps on the block runner. You have to get 10,000 score on the infinity engine. You have to do all this crazy stuff, and then you get this, you know, cool wearable. 
Definitely. Um, that is something the individual creator should craft. They pay for that recipe. Yeah. People buy that recipe to have that chance to to win or, you know, earn that uh, that wearable. And then, you know, you have this, like, infrastructure of creations and an ability just to automate this whole thing. Mm-hmm. And because think about it, if you're doing this on your own, like, it's just going to be too difficult. Does, well, that, yeah. does that make sense? Yeah. Like, it, it, uh, like uh, it, making that technically possible is is a is a is a good uh, achievement so yeah yeah i mean that's a that's a valuable platform is that yeah, the yeah. gamification of earning wearables in decentraland mm-hmm. right if you if dapcraft provides that platform everybody's going to be going to them 100% yeah yeah so dapcraft has the advantage of being one of the first five chosen i guess of you know having yeah. this wearable license so they hopefully uh have this model already in their head as far as like you know yeah, their strategy of how to you know execute on it. So. Yeah. We'll All right. See. Yeah. So. Right, yeah. 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 I appreciate it, you guys, and uh, please follow us on Twitter and YouTube and all that stuff. Thank you for joining our Discord, and we will see you in a week. See you later. Yeah. Peace appreciate, out. Appreciate it, guys. All right. Bye-bye. Bye bye. Bye. Thank you for listening to the Blockrunner podcast. Make sure you visit our website, theblockrunner.com, and sign up to stay up to date on the latest in crypto. Also, reach out to us on Twitter at The Block Runner.